Well, now, James, they've changed the regulations concerning the air boxes and the wings, and yet you're still extremely fast. How do you do it? Big balls. And welcome back. Episode number four of the Hot Lap. I'm here with Alex. Australian Grand Prix in the books. Malaysia coming up. A bit of news. Fernando Alonso is back. Delphi Bottas is back, no pun intended. Mind Alex. Good evening all. Uh, yeah. Don't forget Mana. Mana were back. Ma- Although, oh, did they oh, ever oh, go did away? They did they ever, ever go away? Did they ever go away? Did they ever start? Did I they mean, ever start? Were they ever there in mind and body? Was it just the body that was there? Uh, uh, there was something missing. Something was missing. Uh, yeah, do you, I, mean, I mean, quickly talking about, talking about Manor, mm. um, I mean, let's get the Australian Grand Prix out of the way first before we, I guess, we look at the news, at least in this chronological order. But, but with Manor, do you think they ever intended to race go, going into Australia? Uh, no. You, you think there was no chance? No So chance. we, as the fans and the media, were sold a pack of lies when they said, maybe we'll get out and free practice one, two, three, maybe we'll qualify... I think they probably I don't know maybe before they left they might have thought they had a chance but when they got there realised maybe it was never going to happen oh. I mean when when you're sort of in the beginning of FP1 and you say well, it's possible we'll make it out in FP2 yeah, yeah it then subsequently took them then two to three days to actually <laughs> put it put the uh, software back onto the hard drives and everything like that Makes you think, well, they were a bit optimistic that they thought they could get it done in two hours. Yes. Or three hours. And in fact, it's taken them three days. Um, yeah, so it was a bit of a... I mean, people are obviously speculating that they've just turned up to get the money. So, yeah. Uh, but, hey, there's two extra cars on the grid for Malaysia. Hopefully. Um, so we shall we shall see what, uh, what happens there. And um, hopefully... You know, going back to uh, Australia, that there's more cars that actually make it around the first corner. Well, this is true. I mean, I mean yeah. And uh, talking about Australia, then um, let's get into into Australian race. So the Australian Grand Prix won by Lewis Hamilton. Um, good job. I don't know. Did you, see much, did you see much of him no. during the race? Well, I mean, they, they kind of focused on him. When, and Nico Rosberg kind of kept the gap at two or three seconds. Yeah. But, the, but you look at that actual gap, and that gap was really made in the restart. Yeah. Behind the safety car. He, Nico Rosberg was fast asleep, wasn't he? There was, there was, that was pretty much consistent throughout the whole race. Do you um, think Lewis had it under control? Do you think they were pushing as much as they made out? Do you, yeah, that's one scenario. Mm. Number two, Lewis Rosberg, that's the place you're finishing because it's the first race. Mm. Or do you think Lewis had it under control all the time? Do you, I don't know. I mean, both of them, uh, I don't know. I, no, really, because there's so many ways you could look at it. Did Mercedes have that car at 100%? Or did they know full well that they had a car that was going to beat See? everyone, and yeah. so they just were running it at say ninety percent, knowing let's not put any pressure too much. You know, we're already ahead. Um, you know, did Lewis pace it, but know that if Rosberg went to do any form of challenges, he'd kick up. And I think the problem we had was that there was just no coverage during the race of those two, of those two really fighting. No, and because of that. You, we never really got to see if they were really pushing or whether or not it was a bit of a parade and, you know, Rosberg just kept behind Lewis and it was just a fairly, as long as we just bank a one-two. Yeah, I, can't, yeah, I, I kind of feel like that. I mean, I, mean, I, th- I think whatever happened, whatever way we look at it, I'm pretty confident that Lewis had it under control. Rosberg never really got within a set within the DRS zone in within a second. No, um, no. Honestly, you're right. Is that Lewis controlled it enough that Rosberg wasn't fighting with him? No, I mean it was enough. They both finished um, over thirty seconds. Uh, you know, jointly um, ahead of, ahead of the next car. Yeah. So I mean, a good job by Mercedes. Uh, but that's it. I mean, it's good sort of good job. They've done. They've got the best package again. Yeah. Uh, People are worried that it could be a boring, <laughs> boring season already. Already, particularly if you're 
not you know if you're not a Mercedes Hamilton or Rosberg fan. Um, having said that, if you are a Ferrari fan, it's the the there is light at the end of the tunnel when compared to 2014. Yeah, better um, third. I think we discussed this in the podcast recently that um, those engines have come a long way, and there's there's no doubt about it. How it, much is it the engine though, and how much is it James Allison and and and, and the package? Uh, Sauber say that that engine has has really improved. I think I mentioned okay. that in the last podcast that it is now probably the second best engine. Obviously, we don't know too much about the Honda still. It's still a bit of a a conundrum that Honda, but the Ferrari engine is still is now the second best. Where I think we could say last season it was behind the Renault. Yes, um, they've really stepped it up. Um, it's still probably lacking, obviously, compared to the Mercedes, but. That Ferrari engine's enough to. Well, you just got to look at the Sauber, haven't you? Yeah. The Sauber's not exactly full of of um, technology in that car. You know, full of aerodynamic wind tunnel testing and everything like that that goes with it. It's a fairly bog standard looking F1 car without many clever devices on it, and yet it still finishes fifth. So, um, I think the the engine package is working well. Okay, I mean, Massa fourth, Williams. I can't help but feel that Williams uh, should have fought a bit harder for third. Um, they made it too easy for, for I felt they made it too easy for Ferrari by choosing that wrong. You know, by obviously. Are you saying that Williams should have been third? No. Do you reckon they would have got third then? Um, well, they gifted third really to Vessel, I think, by 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 pitting in. Maybe that would have been the right thing to do because mm. obviously they tried to get the undercut mm-hmm. and then Vettel suddenly put in very very quick laps. Um, bear in mind Massa really finished about four seconds behind Vettel uh, so some people were predicting that the Williams would take the fight to Mercedes and be the second fastest car it seems to be the general consensus now is moving obviously towards Ferrari but Williams still have a solid car we can't, we can't deny that and who knows what Bottas would have done taking away the fact that you're sitting next to a Ferrari fan yeah. you're an F1 driver for this year which car would you rather be in? which car would I rather be in? Yeah. Pro- probably. you heard me, which car would you rather be in? Probably, uh, probably Ferrari. Based, based on pre-season testing you, and one Grand Prix, it'd probably be Ferrari. So after Australia, you think Ferrari have got the stronger car? Then Williams, yes. Okay. Having said that, we could be having a different conversation after Malaysia because you've got yeah, all those, exactly. you've got those long strokes and, and yeah. that Mercedes engine. So okay, I'll ask the same question then yeah. after Malaysia. Okay, it could be a circuit on circuit thing. You know, you know yeah. Ferrari, for example, mm. very good at Monaco. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with, with their engine package, but. Um, you know, uh, William's very good at, for example, Monza in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. But yeah, you mentioned fifth for Sauber, Felipe Nazir, mm. not Massa. Not Massa. Massa. Massa, Nassar. Nassar, yes. Um, very good. Debut, brilliant. I mean, they lucked into it. They, they, I don't want to say they lucked in, because they were solid even in qualifying. Um, they had a horrible weekend, obviously, with the whole Van der Gaard debacle. But yeah. I don't think you can take away the fact that that's still a solid rookie drive. It's pretty good, isn't it? From the runner-up GP2 champion. Exactly. For, you know, the sort of lack of experience and everything that he's got in F1. Um, best rookie at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, OK. Obviously. I mean, there's not a huge amount of other rookies you've got on the grid at the moment. What have you got? You've got... We've got many rookies on. I suppose we've got Carlos Sainz Jr. We've Verstappen. got... Uh, Verstappen. And... Nessa. Uh, and Nessa. And then we've got... Could you class? No, you can't really class Magnussen as rookie. No, Could no, you? no, no, no. But but the two Manor drivers, for yeah, Malaysia, wouldn't yeah. They, assuming they do start, yeah. So he's come to sort of look at it. He's probably going to be the top rookie of the season because he's not really got any competition at the moment. So you think Verstappen and Sainz Junior are no match? Well, no, because they finished ninth and ninth and retired. So in terms of talent, though. I don't know. We'll okay. see. We'll see. I mean, you know, he could be like a Maldonado and just start crashing from well, yeah, from Malaysia onwards. So we don't know. Well, um, um, yeah, more Maldonado in a bit. But finishing sixth, Ricardo, Red Bull, disappointing really, considering he finished on the podium. It is a Red Bull. They kind of have well, they're having a massive issue with the Renault engine, aren't they? They're um, scoring points with each other. It's quite. It's quite the uh, well. Um, Seven, well, seven year itch, no, I don't want to say that. It's a marriage going quite quickly wrong. 
yeah, we've we've discussed the sort of the fact that they've got two drivers who are not world champions. Uh, a Renault engine that is is falling behind. It's worse than last year, though, compared. Surely, it, it, what you hear, if the news stories are to be believed, and you mm. look at the Australian Grand Prix, compared, they've taken a step back in comparison to the rest of the grid. They haven't improved enough. Mm. Yeah, they they they've got. I think Renault in their latest press release are also blaming the Red Bull chassis and saying it's not just our engine that's that's a problem. Um, so it's, what do you? I mean, what do you think? Red Bull. I mean, they were the top Renault team. The chassis is surely better than some of the other Renault. Like, is going to be better than Toro Rosso. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Adrian Newey's obviously taken his step backwards, isn't he, from the team. They've lost Vettel. Um, are they now, I don't know, are they now a Ferrari from last year where sort of they're, they're average, they're not doing any, they're not setting the world alight, they're just sort of averagely just plodding around. So they, what, they're going to join them, yeah. So they're going to join the ranks of fighting with Force India and maybe having, you know, the midfield and maybe having the occasional spark throughout the, throughout the season. Yeah, and qualifying, qualifying top 10, but... That's it for them. But, yeah, what do you reckon? I reckon that, that's definitely possible. It would be interesting. Mm. I mean, I know, I know obviously Red Bull, have, uh, some people have uh, accused them of spitting their dummies out um, more, more, more than later uh, in, in relation to the engine. But seventh, Hulkenberg, Force India... Like Ricardo, he was lapped. Mm-hmm. Not bad, though. I mean, considering that that car has had probably less running time than the McLaren or less testing testing time available. Yeah. We discussed that again in the last yeah. pod- podcast, didn't we? That he's got n- little... Uh, I mean, let's look at it. Both cars finished. Both yes. cars finished they, Yes. With, with hardly any running time. And obviously, it's going to take time to, to tweak things and, and test if certain parts are working on the car whilst obviously in testing they could say that part's not working let's bin it let's try a new one they don't they haven't had that luxury no, so haven't. each race is now going to be a or or practice session is now going to be a, a, a test for them so they are still behind and they will be behind for a while but if you were Force India you've got to be exceedingly happy at, at, at seventh yeah, I mean, I think all things being equal, being a normal season, not having fifteen cars on the grid, come come the start, you really would you you would not have expected Force India to be as high as seventh. You may have maybe clipped ninth or tenth. Yeah. So, um, Ericsson, the other Sauber, uh, so, so solid race. Lucky to get a drive. Lucky to get yes, lucky to get a drive. No Vandergaard there. Um, ninth, obviously, Carlos Sainz. Junior mm. did all right. Um, Verstappen, uh, but I mean, I mean, both Toro Rosso's did solid. I mean, neither of them set the world alight. No, but their qualifying performance is pretty good. Yes, it is. Um, but in the race, just yeah. I mean, Ericsson was twelfth on the grid. Verstappen ended up, uh, I think, getting in the top ten tonight, which was which which was very good. But I don't know. I think with the Toro Rosso people, though, and even as a win, what do we really know in one race? Exactly. We can look at that and actually for two rookie drivers in a brand new team... That's good. That, that's not bad. No. Well, I mean, I mean roll, on, roll on Malaysia. Um, uh, we've got Sergio Perez uh, finishing 10th, the last of the points, uh, the, uh, the penultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Jensen Button finishing 11th. Uh, it, they had a nice race with each other at one point where Perez, I, I felt it was maybe Perez's mistake. Um, going into that, uh, going going yeah. into I think one, two, turn three. Yeah, behind um, button. Pardon? Behind button. He he tried to overtake button yeah, yeah, and he lost the rear, didn't he? he, he kind kind did. I mean, it, it may have looked like button turned in. Well, not turned in him, but didn't realise he was there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was fair enough, and they had a nice little battle. But it was, it seemed inevitable that Perez would get past button at some point, and obviously uh, yeah, because button was literally just trailing around. You could say almost minding his own business. He knew he was not really going to be fighting yeah. with too many, and it was probably just a case of trying to get the car through to the end. Uh, and Perez just sort of tripped up over himself. Really, there was probably plenty of other places he could have passed without really getting into any difficulty, and he chose to go down a very sort of uh, dirty side of the track and just lost the rear. Not good. No, um, but there, but there, but there you go. And obviously Raikkonen. 
uh, retiring. Um, okay, he was eighth from the grid. Now, we can't ignore the start between the two Ferrari drivers, where Raikkonen had the best start. You could argue he had he was in the better position going into that first corner. Mm. Vettel obviously was quite keen to get by. Yeah, both got nothing to lose. Remember, there's no, no. current. Could that have been avoided or not? The it's a, let's be honest. It's a racing incident. It's, it's a racing incident. Um, we've both tr- driven that track. It's difficult at corner, isn't yes, it? Let's it be is. honest. Very hard to overtake. Yeah, and and um, if you probably you're either going to end up across the grass or you're going to be out wide and and probably lose the rear end or something like that. And of course, being that it's Formula One, you don't really want to let. If he had probably let uh, Raikkonen and go. He probably would have lost about another three places behind him, wouldn't he, Vettel? Do you reckon? Because yeah, he, he would, would have gone have wide, yeah, yeah. and, and the, the momentum. He would have done. He would have done. But yeah. one thing I'll say about Vettel, uh, it might be my bias. He's one driver, though, in situations like that, that seems to panic potentially more than he should do, more than a full-time. I feel like a full-time world champion does, and and I think I can only, I can only hope for Ferrari's sake mm-hmm. that he. Uh, um, I don't think Fry will put up with that. Like he, when he used to shout down to the his managers at Red Red Bull whilst on the car. Yeah, understandably, it's a it's a very heated heat scenario. Yeah. So we'll uh, see. We'll, we'll see. see. We don't want it to be another Weber uh, sort of uh, problem. I don't think it will in be. Ferrari. I don't think it will be. Um, I think Raikkonen is quite relaxed, really. Um, yeah. But unlike Weber, I think I think Raikkonen is is so inclined that if Vettel was to do that. If I was to do a move, Riker will say, well, you're going to hit me then, I'm not going to move out of the way. I think he'd probably yeah. do that, um, rather than where where Weber, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I question that. Okay, uh, obviously Verstappen retiring, Grosjean and Malau Maldonado, both loaded today because it kind of looked like they may have had some pace. Maldonado crashed out, not his fault though, at the first corner. No, but you, I mean, obviously the, uh, the form that we've got, that we're looking at, says Maldonado crashed, which is quite ironic, really. It is. It, it, was, it is. it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. In the words of Shaggy, it wasn't me. Yeah. Uh, he. Yeah, he was just caught up in it. Unfortunately, it and was quite a pathetic spin almost as well. I know. He, you know, nothing he could have. A done lot of damage for a very small impact. He, he just slid along, and, and it, when you look at the car, you thought, "What happened yeah. to that?" And he, yeah. you look at the replay, and if you like crashes, so hard, you'd be quite disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, uh, so you, you've got obviously Kvyat didn't even start Magnussen didn't even start Bottas didn't even start so mm. there we go hence our hence our 15 grid so uh, who is your I'm so looking back at Australia who was your man of the race ooh man of the race I'm gonna say I'm going to go with uh, NASA. 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 Oh, okay. On the basis that he's a rookie, he's in a Sauber, um, and yeah. Okay, he's a minute and 30 seconds off the pace. Um, but I actually think, if you look in comparison with how Sauber were last year, um, the, the turmoil they've gone through for the Grand Prix and everything like that, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. Good shot. How about Good you? Shot. Kimi Raikkonen. For. Man of the race. For the reason. For the reason. You look confused. No, I honestly think after the first, after that first debacle, I thought um, he, he came out quite strong, despite and he had a slight advantage, advantageous strategy. But um, unlike last year, we really saw. I found we really saw the old Kimi Raikkonen where he started to pump in fast and slap after fast and slap. Mm-hmm. And and through that period, you you just saw fast slap, and I felt so sorry for him uh, when he yeah, when he ended yeah. up the time. Yeah. And it was almost you, you kind of felt he had the same pace as Vettel to the point where if he if his car finished, he lucked out of the safety car. I still think at that point, with the safety car, obviously a podium wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been out of the question still. Mm. It would have been interesting it, to see what would have happened with uh, yeah. him and Vettel. Um, but but I, I thought I thought he drove fantastic. Uh, so, so there, you, there you go. A well done to McLaren for actually finishing. Um, I, I don't think anyone expected that. No, a quick, quick bit of a round of applause there at the end for for McLaren. I know. Did, I know. We didn't. We probably both thought that that was never going to happen. I think Button thought that was never going to happen, but it, but it did. So there, <laughs> there we go. Um, um, yeah. I, I don't. I 
I'm quite shocked by it, uh, and um, you just would not have thought they would have got through um, another uh, a race. But you know, there I got concerns about Malaysia. So on to the uh, on to the on to the news. Big big one before we talk about Fernando's comeback and Lewis Hamilton being amused. German Grand Prix gone. Yes. I mean that's got to be the, uh, that's arguably just as big, if not bigger than than, than Alonso's uh, first race this year. Um, Hockenheim hadn't even sold a ticket because they were waiting. Obviously, um, Mercedes Grand Prix supposedly offered to help out with the loss. I think once one news report said um, uh, offered to pay up to half potentially. Both Hockenheim and Nurburgring they have financial difficulty. We we know. It, how concerned should we be? Do you think it's bad for F one? It's you bad for F one because we're starting to see a pattern, just like with Magni Core, that European car, uh, circuits don't have the money, do they? They're not funded by government. They don't have. Uh, you, you see, you say they don't have the money. I agree, but I'm going to twist your words mm-hmm. in one way, no, and say they don't have the money that Bernie's asking for. It's not that they don't have the money. Okay, That's what I feel they don't have the money. That Bernie wants. Okay, yes. Would that be fair? That I'd agree with, yeah. Right. So, so Bernie wants X amount of millions, if not billions of pounds to host a Grand Prix. Um, they can drum up quite a decent amount of money from ticket sales. Do you think an average ticket sale is, what, 150, 200 quid? Yeah. Uh, times by however but many... But a lot of that, they say, goes to Bernie. They don't see much. Yeah. You think every, pretty much most of those positions are voluntary, you know, like marshals and stuff yeah. like that. It's all voluntary. Um, sponsors obviously pay. Bernie. Bernie. I think, I think Bernie gets the money yeah. from the sponsors. Um, and there comes a point, I think, when the circuits realise that they're probably just like breaking even. Yeah, I mean, I think Silverstone has come out in the news I, I, before and they're... They say they, they break even. Yeah. As if they don't really make... The, the Grand Prix doesn't make a profit. Mm. What it does do is advertise... It's a really good advert for the circuit. Yeah. So, unlike sort of the Middle East and Asian circuits where I think the government puts a lot of money into it... But I'm going to be harsh. No one's... It, no one really... I like Malaysia, but a lot of the Eastern... A lot, a lot of those ones... Mm. I don't get... No one even no. get excited about, and 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 the crowd levels are not that high. No, they're not uh, either, and especially if you like, I don't know, we'll probably go to India or somewhere like that. Um, you know, you don't get anywhere near the crowds like you probably would do in Europe, but um, they have the money available to pay Bernie what he wants, and that's why Magnicor's gone, uh, Germany's now gone, and. You know, Monza has uh, contract ends, I think, end of this year as well. Um, and they've also spoken about finding it difficult. Um, so... I think if Monza goes, yeah, as well as Germany, yeah. I think there'll be pressure on Bernie to leave. I think it's time... From who? The fans? Not the fans, but... Well, I mean, I mean from, 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 from all sorts, because RTL... Are no longer are not um, the uh, German company. I think yeah. on free TV, essentially free TV, are questioning whether they renew their contract yeah. with with Formula One. Yeah. Formula One does not have, I don't think, as many viewers. There's less interest in there as there was even ten years ago. For example, even through the Michael Schumacher era, you didn't really have these problems. Mm-hmm. P- 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 a lot of people still watch it despite Schumacher's dominance. Yeah. So there's something that they're selling that's not. It's you know you know it's obviously not having the figures. Uh, and, and getting these sorry, worldwide, let's say. Yeah. And you're going to more of these circuits that not too many people care about. I mean, I think I, I think it's damaging F1. We know F1 is essentially a, Euro, a more of a European. Yeah. Uh, than anything, I can I'm I'm more than happy to have it a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. But you you do you do it to the detriment of the sport itself by taking away circuits like Hockenheim. Now, bear in mind, I prefer the old Hockenheim, and I think yeah. Hockenheim shot themselves in the foot by getting rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it made a unique circuit, and you never heard of problems uh, financially until they renewed, you know, renewed the circuit and kind of like mm. you know destroyed, cut its balls off almost. Yeah. Speak. Okay, so now Germany's gone. Yeah. Um, you've 
or before you had Hockenheim and Nürburgring. You did. From a fan, taking out all the political thing, yeah. from a fan who obviously likes circuits and, and, and certain, you get certain action at certain circuits. Yes. Are you going to miss Nürburgring or Hockenheim? Uh, I miss, I'll miss Nürburgring more now. However, mm. up to 2002, I think 2001 was the last one, Yeah, I would have missed Hockenheim more. Because I, I, I thought that and Monza were two really similar, but, but unique circuits in the calendar almost, weren't they? Okay. What yeah. about you? Um, I've been to Nürburgring, uh, and obviously we've driven it uh, on, on our uh, F1 games. Do I miss it as a circuit? Uh, some of it's alright to drive. Yeah. But... It's not a. It's not a. It's not a. It's Nurburgring to me is the old, uh, the old circuit. The North Slope. Yeah, yes. and and for me, you know, that's the classic. So it's a bit like Hockenheim, really. Nur, the new Nurburgring is like the new Hockenheim. Yeah. It's nothing great. There's no real huge amount of history to it. Um, but of course, if they then turned around and said we're replacing it with, uh, Magna Cor, or we're replacing it with. Uh, I don't know, another circuit like Estoril or something like that, um, or Hareth. It'd be a bit easier to stomach, I think. It'd be easier to stomach, and and I'd be more like, yeah, great, fantastic. Now they're gone. Um, what if they say they're going to play with Qatar? Well, yeah, then, <laughs> then yeah, or yeah, and we're, we're going to go to Mexico uh, as a replacement. Then you start to question about European Grand Prix again don't you yeah but the, yeah but the big issue is still to this day I think other than Australia and Canada and maybe parts of America but that's dubious let's say yeah your audience is still in Europe the people that watch it is still in Europe oh yeah you, still you take away Europe from Formula 1 you take away the audience therefore you take away people thinking well why you know, there, is there a need for Formula One then when there's no audience? I and mean, yeah. that's, that's, I know I'm basically saying doom and gloom, uh, worse that can happen, but potentially that's the danger. The, the audience will dissipate. Yeah, yeah. We, only time will tell. And I, I think Bernie needs, Bernie knows that he's going to upset a lot of people if he starts is, moving okay. it further away from So, him. last question then on this subject Is Bernie still good for Formula One? Yeah, it still is. I don't. I don't believe he's not. I think F1 would be better if he went. What? What do you, what do you think he would do? What do you think would the new people would do then? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I, I can tell you one thing though. That I think Formula One would have a much um, more modern, uh, modern usage of um, social media, their website, and I'd imagine because because of the rights, there will be a. I think there there, there will be a lot more. Um, like for example, it wouldn't surprise me if you could watch old races in in aligned with uh, you know other TV things on on their website. If maybe you paid like Netflix five pound a month, but there's so much they can do. I believe you can it? now. Really? Yes. Okay. They've just started. They've just just got a YouTube channel now. Have they? I believe. I um, thought I saw something the other day that you could start watching uh, old races on their website, but oh, I don't okay. know if it's a subscription thing or whether it's an app. Or I'm not sure. See, I would just, if it was about five pound, like Netflix, I'd probably throughout the F1 season when mm. I want to watch an old race. So um, depending if they if they are able to get the old commentary, I'll be happy with that. Also, I think Bernie takes too much money out of the sport. There is that as well, and I, and I think that's an, and the amount of times you've heard about they're going to split series and things like that. They're going to people are going to go, and I know it never happens. But I think I, I think that's good. I think Bernie was is very very good for the sport, and he's done a lot of good. But I think now he's doing more harm than good. So. Okay, okay. We, we shall see. He can't go on forever, can he? Because he's, uh, he's getting on a bit in years, isn't he? Yes, he is. Bless yes, him. bless him. So, onward to Fernando Alonso is back. Um, he's also received, revealed that there was definitely a steering problem with his McLaren prior to his Barcelona crash. You, I mean, we spoke today, you mentioned maybe it was his power steering going. So as his, his steering became heavy, I believe, was uh, yeah. what he said. Yes, uh, which would be potentially a power steering, a power steering issue. Mm. Uh, McLaren said there's no data to suggest that, I think. There's no data that is not in 
uh, they turned anything clear that we can spot and we can say it was the reason. But uh, that's what Alonso said. But he definitely had a steering problem in the middle of turn three. So there, there we go. Um, he's obviously said it's not 1995. He didn't wake up. No. Interestingly, there is now a Twitter. There's now a Twitter feed. Um, Tweeting the 1995 season as it happens. Yes. Love, which is there quite is. fun. Should we promote that? But yeah. What, what, what is the most recent update of this of our 1995 Twitter feed? Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Uh... I think that's a brilliant idea. Uh, the year your man won, I believe, as well. He won nine races that year and equaled Nigel Mansell's record of winning nine in the season. Ooh, nice. Let's have a quick look. So, Bear with. Uh, right, here we go. So... Uh, what is the Twitter? David Coulthard won his first race. Johnny Herbert won his first race and his second race in 1995 at Silverstone and Monza. Here um, we go. So it's at yep. F1 underscore underscore 1995. The last update was uh, 11 minutes ago, which has the result of the Brazilian Grand Prix. Wow, One of the most uh, significant um, ones was 17 minutes ago. It said, Pedro Diniz runs down the pit lane with a Brazilian flag to celebrate his 10th position finish in his debut for 40. Oh, wow. Mm. Brilliant. Pedro Diniz. Pedro Diniz. There you go. So, yeah, there's a little promotion there for uh, the Twitter account. Um, another news article. Uh... Let's just quickly briefly talk about Red Bull and uh, having issues with Renault. I mean, Lewis Hamilton has come out saying he's amused that it is Red Bull who won four consecutive championship doubles. Red Bull complaining uh, the loudest about Mercedes winning and also complaining about, about Renault. Um, uh, where they obviously, uh, Ricardo got lapped. And Christian Horner called in the FA to take steps to level the competition. Now, is that sour grapes? Because Red Bull, you, you know, no one... Uh, no, no one did that when Red Bull were winning. Bearing in mind, Mercedes are more dominant, I think, than Red Bull were, mm. um, because they're winning by quite comfortably um, in, in, in terms of the level of domination. However, is it sound great for Red Bull, first of all, moaning about Mercedes? I think they were moaning about them in, and in testing anyway. Yeah. And I think even probably at the end of last season. Let's be honest, they probably everyone would moan oh, if yeah. it doesn't have a Mercedes engine. Yes. Um, Ferrari haven't, interestingly. I can't, I can't remember Ferrari coming out and moaning. Yeah, but Ferrari don't moan anyway about anything. No, they, they just... Uh, Do they? They just phone the uh, Ferrari International Aid red phone and get some rules changed. Oh, really? Their phone. Oh, yeah. the, red, wow. the, the red phone will phone for John Johnson. You're still hanging on to that. He'll be sitting at his desk and the, the red phone will be flashing. You're yeah. still hanging on to that. Ferrari International Aid, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh. Um... You have to say that it damages the sport when you have... If you've got a team and a driver that literally dominate, uh, like you've sort of got with Mercedes at the moment, and it's purely down to the fact that that engine just is the best and yeah. it's been like that for two years. Um, yeah, OK, it's got a good chassis, but let's be honest, you whack a Mercedes into the back... Look at Lotus, all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're suddenly doing well. Oh, look what happened to Braun. Yeah, Williams. Yeah, Williams. Everyone who's got a Mercedes engine is doing well, um, and because of that, let's be honest, it 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 causes that atmosphere where it's just like, well, it's clearly the engine, and that engine is what have many brake horsepower it's got, and the other teams just can't, other engine manufacturers can't catch it. They will come to that point where it's just like. What are you going to do? And, and, and also, you then have the problem of being, with it so dominant, yep. next year, are we going to see Red Bull in a Mercedes? Are we going to see uh, Toro Rosso switch to a Mercedes as part of the deal? Do you know what I mean? And then, in which case, you've got pretty much the entire grid Mercedes, and then you've got one, maybe two Ferrari-powered engines one Honda. and one Honda. Um, and then it just becomes a, a pretty much a, it's just a Mercedes it's a bit like Formula 3 it's pretty yeah. much all just one sort of engine supplier um, you know yeah I suppose it's good for the sport in the sense of then it's all a lot down to the chassis and the driver but in the other end it's, it, it's, it's it, sort 
it doesn't, you know, yeah, you say it's good for the sport, and you're right in terms of the driver and the chassis, mm. and it, it's all, it feels like it's more down to the chassis and driver. Yeah. So you've got kind of an even playing field, but I think I think fans like the different engines. They they like Mercedes versus Ferrari versus Renault versus Honda. That's a, that that is also creates an exciting story as well. Yeah, um, and it's probably what people were saying many years ago that they just wanted a one make F1 series. Yeah. Where pretty much it was just one engine supplier That's and then boring. Yeah. And of course it would never happen because Ferrari would never have a, a another engine in the back of its Ferrari. No. So but you're getting flipping close to it. You are that, that yeah, you're right, that's the danger. Having said that, to be fair, I don't think Mercedes would put a Mercedes engine in Red Bull. I think um there's got to be a limit of how many teams they can actually fund, uh, that they will actually supply to. Yeah. Having red, I could see. I, I, I think I'd more than likely see a Red Bull Honda rather than a Red Bull Mercedes. But it wouldn't surprise me if if Honda have signed an exclusive deal with McLaren on a multi, and it's multiple years in terms of they get the number one engine. Would Red Bull really want a number two Honda engine hmm. if, if it got, if it got down to that? Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. Having said that, the law of diminishing returns has to happen at some point with that engine. Yeah. In terms of how much they put in, um, you know, they're a lot closer to the ceiling than, for example, Renault are. And uh, we know Ferrari have called them up. Yeah. So. I, 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 I think my first, first podcast with you was basically thinking, was saying that the Honda is the second best engine. Is it though now? We're not sure now, are we? However, I don't think we can say, Alex, you're talking bollocks. No. Can we? Because well, no, we, we don't, don't know. know. No, this is the thing, we don't know. I mean, you hear that Honda engine was as much as 30% power down or whatever, mm. or 150 brake horsepower down because they chose it to be down, no, yeah. no, no, not because it is. And just like the McLaren, we really don't know how fast that McLaren is. No. And we, we, might, not, we might not know till about the 6th or 7th race of the season. No. So I think my prediction for the year can still mm. remain as it is yeah. um, without uh, any issues. Uh, and we're not going to probably don't need to discuss that about how wrong I was just yet because we can still wait to see what's... Well, I'm with you. It wouldn't surprise me if that Honda is the second best engine. Yeah. But there's not much evidence of it at the moment. But, hey, 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 you, you, know, you, you never know. Um, so, 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 so there you go. Okay, so uh, other news um, that's come back um, is uh, that... We have, I'll get to it, Sutil. Yeah. Now Williams. Yeah. Bizarre. Bizarre, I've got a pen in my mouth, sorry. Bizarre. I don't understand that at all. Sutil. What, what does Sutil Williams. get out of it, other than a, a nice uh, extra bit of money to top up his pension? Well, yeah. Um, maybe his girlfriend made him. His uh, girlfriend made him, said that she'd leave him. If uh, if he didn't sign for another Formula One team, I'm, I'm sure many males would understand. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're right. The interesting thing is, and I, and, I, and I mentioned it to you earlier that I don't. Susie Wolf, she's probably not experienced enough to do a race. But I, I thought Susie was brought in in case Bottas can't race in Malaysia. That's easy because these are proven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still think it's a race that if Bottas doesn't race, and I think it looks like he is going to now, I think it's a wasted opportunity for. Um, for Susie Wolf and Williams to get some major headlines. Because yeah. uh, no one, I mean, I think Lewis Hamilton may well win the Malaysian Grand Prix, but unless it's a miracle win or a crazy race that, that he won, whether, what, pretty much whatever happens, as long as she does a few laps, it's going to be Susie Wolf in the newspapers one way or another come, mm. come Sunday, mm. come Monday morning, and potentially not the winner. And I think they're, they're missing out on a massive opportunity there. Um, and uh, the other, is it, is it Jodie and Palmer, the other? Williams test driver. I've just looked at it. <coughs> it's not. Uh, Alex Lynn. That's it. Is sorry, down sorry, I got as, confused. A, as a test driver. Alex Lynn. Why not him? Why? Well, why Sutil? Uh, he's twenty-one. Uh, he debuted. He's in GP two at the moment. Um, I think. Why? Do I, I get the impression there's a lot around this whole super license business. Yeah, maybe that's why Sutil. But then again. I don't know, I mentioned to you, I don't know whether you have to have a super licence to enter an official practice session. Mm. I think surely you do. Because a super licence means you can drive that. 
and it kind of means you know you can drive it to a, a a good enough speed and safely. Yeah. Would you really want to do that in an official F one practice session? I don't know the rules, Alex, um, in relation to that. But I I did feel a bit sorry for Susie Wolf. Uh, yeah, I mean it could d- certainly do. Uh, Williams would get a hell of a lot of uh, press coverage. Yes. Uh, would they when they whack her in? But let's be honest, none of these drivers are going to see a Formula One race. Um, no. And you know, if you were Susie Wolf, you'd probably be feel a bit peeved that even if Bottas, for example, wouldn't make the race for Malaysia, Suter would end up going in the driver's seat. You yeah. know, and and you know, and then it would take a lot for her to then end up in a driving seat. So, do you, do you, do you think Toto Wolf? Would uh, send them a letter saying, uh, "Oh, your Mercedes engines might not be so good at the next race now." Wow! <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> of what you didn't do to my wife. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a strange one, and you know. But then we know that reserve drivers are not necessarily the top top drivers in the world because those top drivers are off at Le Mans or, or you know, doing world sports cars or, or those kinds of things. I.e., Mark Webber. Um, and you have a fairly average. I mean, look, Ferrari's test driver was Luca Badara for God knows how many years. And as bad as everyone laughs at Luca Badara in the actual races, he must have for a big name like Ferrari to keep him on that long. He yeah, must yeah. have been very good yeah. at test driver. I mean, he was around in the Schumacher era, and Schumacher he was the you know a perfectionist. Yeah. Um, and he seemed to get on. He, he had no issues with Luca Badara. Yeah. And we trust him. So. Yeah. Yeah. But there, you, but there you go. We shall see. Onward to the Malaysian Grand Prix then. Uh, I have printed a couple of things about Malaysia, the Malaysian Grand Prix somewhere on, on here. It is. Um, pole position is on the right hand of the, of the track. Didn't know that, did you? It's a 3.444 miles or 5.543 kilometres. 56 laps. Race distance when it finishes is 192.879 miles. Wow. A Formula 1 race, is it? It should either be as close to 200 miles or two hours. Mm. It's one of the two, isn't it? Mm. In the Monaco, I think it hits nearly the two hour mark each, each time. Now, pole position, as I said, is on the right hand side. Lap record, who do you think the lap record is? Michael. No, but it is the year that Ferrari was really dominant. It was 2004, but it wasn't Michael, oh, and it right. wasn't a Ferrari. Do oh. I have another guess? No, go on. Oh, Juan Pablo Montoya. Uh, Montoya. You hit my head! You hit my uh, head! Montoya. Yes, Montoya. absolutely. Uh, um, crazy Montoya. Um, <laughs> fastest lap, uh, though, uh, ever was, uh, two, I think, a qualified 2005 by Fernando Alonso. The DRS zones, uh, I believe, are the pit straight and the final straight. Uh, 650 metres from uh, the grid to turn one, that's interesting. This is exciting stuff. 45% car throttle. I'll keep it going. Longest flat out section, oh. 1,029 metres. Downfall level said to be high. Fuel oh. usage per lap is 1.71 kilograms. Um, quickest complete pit stop in 2014 was 24.22 seconds by Ferrari. Uh, 2015 prime tyre are the hards. Uh, we're not sure yet, but last year they went on the hard and the medium uh, for the, uh, uh, for the um, prime and the option. So, Malaysian Grand Prix. Um, do you like it? As a race? Mm, the I don't mind it actually. I think it's so one of the, yeah. I don't mind it. I think it provides a lot of uh, overtaking opportunities, and um, there's always something. Hap- there's, there's generally always some sort of action somewhere along the line. I don't. I don't feel that it doesn't provide a boring race. Mm. And I think, unlike, for me, even Abu Dhabi still, um, obviously Russia, uh, Korea, India, all those kind of lights, like, I don't want to say wannabe circuits, because, you know, um, but I really feel that out of the tilt circuits, Malaysia is what is one of the best. Yeah. And it really feels a part of the calendar. Yeah. As in, like, if Malaysia, if Malaysia went, uh, I'd be a bit upset. Because it, it feels like a solid part of the calendar, like yeah. your Brazil's now, like your Silverstone's. Yeah, like your world, your jerk, you know, like your Magna Core ones, was. Yeah, uh, and you know, I think it'll just—I can't see that not not going. I think Patronus uh, put a, probably a lot of money into that uh, yeah. Malaysian, you know, 
um, the Malaysian government, I think, fund it quite well. And it's a generally, it's an all, it's a circuit used all year round as well. It's not like um, other circuits where Bahrain, where it's just not really touched throughout the year. Malaysia's used a lot. Uh, I think yeah, you've got MotoGP there. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, um, you know, it is part of motorsport now. It is. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it helps if it rains. Right, and it's, it's looking like it's going to rain as well, doesn't it? It, it does. Definitely, it definitely looks like it's potentially going to rain down, a, a, down, a, down in Malaysia. So, um, there we go. So, so let's get into uh, predictions. Go on then. Predictions. Um, bear in mind, I am now, I, I am on, I believe, 25 and 18. That's 43, isn't it? So, I'm well, 43 points out. You predicted the top three and you got one first and second. I did, Nico. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton, Rosberg, and uh, I think uh, right, I got the wrong Ferrari. Yeah. So very close. Okay. I'm on uh, 43 points. You didn't get any. No. But you did get the fastest lap, Lewis Hamilton. Five points. But if I'm on 43 points, you're yeah. on five. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. You want? Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. go first. Okay. I'm going for. Hamilton, Rosberg, Raikkonen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is going to be difficult to start catching up with you now because I either have to do some random combination and hope it pulls off or go with you and just try and predict the third place one and hope that the third place starts but, but slowly you, catching I know, you up. I know. If you, if you predict Hamilton winning the race, I know uh, you well enough to know that. To know, like Juan Dennis, you wake up with physical pain the next day, I think. Mm. Like when Ron doesn't win a race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go with. I'm going to do it one more time. I'm going to say Rosberg and <laughs> Hamilton. Okay. Just to see if I can recoup these points back. And for third, I am going to say Bottas. Really? Mm. So that's it. Again, what? I'm not doing Ferrari. You know, it's a wet race. It's going to be something crazy, like like, like a Alonso, um, like a Alonso one of the manners and button or something. Like yeah. That. Which, to be fair, if it was that, that'd be interesting. At yeah. least that would, that would have been an interesting race. Yeah. I want, like you, I want it to rain. Mm-hmm. I think that's the closest we're probably going to have. Following my reliability to anyone ever coming close to Mercedes. Yeah. And I think Mercedes are obviously going to be dominant in the rain, but there's more chance for someone to make a mistake. Like, mm-hmm. It's so easy, even uh, Lapita to lose your front wing, that's what, 20, yeah. 20 to 30 seconds, depending where you lose it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, watch, watch this space. Um, last but not least, uh, we were moaning about Cove Masters earlier today. Are we so, not going to discuss the pole position guess? Oh, because I desperately need, I desperately need desperately to get need... some points back. So, okay, fastest lap, fastest lap. Fastest Sorry, lap. fastest lap. Sorry, fastest lap, not pole position. Fastest lap for me yeah. is going to be... See, I can risk to be a bit out there, really, can't I? You can, Jay. Uh, I'm going to go for Sebastian Vettel, exactly the same as my Australian predictions. Oh, wow. Because I'm playing it that safe. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to go with Rosberg. Really? Yes. I think it's going to be his circuit. Who do you think is going to get pole? Not for any points, but... Probably Rosberg again. Probably Rosberg? Yeah. Yeah. Hamilton won, though, didn't he, last year? Rosberg got that terrible start. Mm. And then he ended up finishing second, I think, then coming, uh, going through second in like, the last third of the race. Okay. Okay. He's known as a theme with Rosberg there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I... I I want Hamilton to win again purely because that might it might force your prediction for the next, for the uh, for round number three. But okay, okay. Anyway, so moving on to uh, other things. As I said, we were moaning about Codemasters about not having any news from F1 yeah. 20, 2015. We still don't really have much news in F1 2015, other than Codemasters confirmed it's existed and it's going to be bigger, better, essentially. Yes, a press release issued uh, this morning out of the blue. Uh, coincidentally just before Grand Prix um, by Codemasters telling us that the game F1 2415 is due for release in June do you believe it? do you think it will be delayed? a la Project Cars? no 
You think it will be sometime in June? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they've kept quiet. They've had it in development for a while. Yes, okay, as per project cars. Um, but I believe there was not a huge amount, really. Uh, you think about it, you haven't got to put all these cars together. You've not no. got to um, start from scratch. Uh, they, and they know, are being a company, I think, in project cars as well, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, for me, um, yeah. So, June we're looking at, um, probably before Grand Prix. Uh, they didn't release Prix it last weekend. year. The first time ever, F1 2014 was not released on a Grand Prix weekend, which you and I both said was not a good thing. You should always try and release it on a Grand Prix weekend because everyone's thinking Grand Prix... Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to the F1. Oh look, the game. I'll get that while I wait. Mm. And I always do that. I always, when I play my F1 games the most, it's normally always on a Grand Prix weekend. Okay. I don't know about you. Are you just consistent? Are you I'm just, pure, I'm just uh, consistent. Just hardcore. like my driving. Okay. Yeah. You're just consistent. You are very consistent. You're a more Thank consistent you. driver than me. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. So they've uh, issued that press release saying it's June. Uh, they've not gone a huge amount of detail they've just basically said it's almost a new game uh, from yeah, the new ground upwards engine, uh, more realistic tyres more realistic handling They've, as a bonus they're having the F1 2014 cars in there yeah um, you did say why would you do that um, yeah because I'd always want to drive the latest thing what? I can't think of that. any reason you say that but the interesting thing is if um how long are you going to be in? I mean, with the F1 2014 thing, um, you say you wouldn't want to. You you'd want to drive the latest. I, I'm sure I've asked you this before. If they said we've had the license from 2009, if they did an 09 to 2015 career, mm. would you be interested in that? Yeah, but that's it's just like saying you can have this. You can have this 2015 Nissan Qashqai. Yeah. Uh, or you can have uh, this 2014 Nissan Qashqai. Both will cost you exactly the same money. Yeah, Why yeah, on earth no, right. would you go back? That's a bit random, the only it? thing I could think of that you'd want to do is you'd either want to race uh, Hockenheim. Yep. Because uh, obviously that won't be in the right. latest one. Or you want to be a driver... Uh, or you want to be that's uh, not in F1 at the moment or you want to be um, a driver in a catering or you really like that McLaren nose from 2014 or you want to have drive a successful McLaren or a successful well it wasn't that successful <laughs> or you like to drive a Hoover otherwise known as uh, the uh, F uh, the, for, well 2014 Ferrari oh, right. oh coming back there again are you that's a bit of a dig <laughs> um, uh, but that's you know but but to generally just think yeah, go, I'll go and just drive now in 2014. Yeah, no, right. it, it... I think they should have... I, I've always thought they should have... Uh, if they're going to do that, they should have done it for 2009 and had like... You know like EA did, F1 Career Challenge? Mm. Had 9, you got 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15... You've got seven years then, that's a career. Yeah. Yeah, to do that. And you've got all the changes. How many people would love to drive that Braun and the, you know, the Ferrari and the yeah. 2009? Yeah. All the old tracks, you'd have Turkey. Yeah, yeah. It would be it, it would be interesting. You'd have the old Silverstone. Yeah. Before it changed, it'd be. I would love that. Yeah. Um, but there you go. And yeah. they've got, and by having 2014, it shows they still got the license in 2014. It makes me wonder whether license-wise they could still do that. You probably could yeah, do. Did, yeah. So. Or just add it as a DLC pack. I would pay for that. Mm. I wouldn't. Um, yeah. So and, and obviously uh, there there were the the idea that. There'll be constant DLC, but that really wasn't that was not mentioned in the press release. Press release did initially last year mentioned some form of DLC they packs did. or constant updates to team or driver yes. performance. Um, press release again's not mentioned it. Um, what do you think about the feature of that they've mentioned, which they seem to, to race engineer. yeah that they've they've really gone to town. I think on. Uh, announcing that you can now use your headset to uh, request things at pit stops, a request weather status, uh, tyre status over um, your headset. So I think that's a really, really good idea if it's done properly and if it doesn't mess up. Car the weather, please. Confirm intermediate tyres for the next bit. You know, you know. Yeah, I can always. Is. I can always. Can I have intermediate tyres? Yep. Yeah. I need a pit now. Yeah, it's not going to rain anytime soon. Yeah, I can always predict, being Codemasters, yeah. I can always predict things happening yeah, like that. Yeah. 
or just constantly being told um, the weather update. Uh, it's going to rain in five minutes. Because you're breathing heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's going to rain in five minutes and then you can actually see that it's raining. Yeah, or oh, it never rains at all. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, or saying, when's it going to rain? And it says there's no rain forecast for 10 minutes and then within uh, a minute it's it's starting to rain. Yeah. So there, but, um, you know, if if that is to be the case, then, yeah, I mean... Whether or not my wife would think I'm slightly strange talking down a headset to the car. That, 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 might, that, that could be a bit interesting. You know, talking to yourself. Like, if you're talking generally, you're doing multiplayer, at least you're talking to someone. Um, and, you know, your wife would just think you're talking to your friends. But when you're just going, tyres, intermediate, <laughs> uh, or weather, update, uh, might, uh, yeah, slightly look a bit strange. But it's a feature that. Uh, they've not gone into many other features, but it's certainly a feature that, okay. out of the press release that yep. they've got now, the most most exciting. Playing down with Africa, though, when all the features they could have fit in, is it a feature that people really wanted compared to potentially other things? No, no. Like people we, wanted formation right. laps. Yeah, formation laps. Formation laps. That seemed to be the the most that, that, that yeah, people. The formation wanted. lap. Formation lap. That formation that, that. Yeah, that's pretty much every comment, every For, other comment, wasn't there? Yeah, where's the, the formation lap? Uh, the lap before the start was another one. Lap before the start. The lap before the start. Casual fan there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we've explained, I think we've, we've discussed this in the past, that it's probably, you could do it, um, but I'd imagine it could take a lot of... Um, Development to make sure that it, it it works. Yeah, no, I completely agree. As yeah. in, to make sure that all the compu- the, the AI cars line up uh, in the correct position again. That there's not a bug where suddenly, I don't know, the lights go green and three quarters of them just sit there, or suddenly disappear up into the sky, yes. or something like UFO. that. Yeah, get, get taken uh, by aliens. Yeah, and maybe it's sometimes easier just to go with what they feel is best rather than what. I think if they got a solid F1 game, right, I really I enjoy racing it. The AI are realistic and are not a second quicker in like one mm. corner. Um, and the, they have solid wet weather. And for example, you have weather raining in one part of the track and not another, making it quite an interesting yeah. conundrum. I would be really, really happy mm-hmm. with just a solid F1 game without too many features. Yeah. Um, just a solid game. That's, but I think that's all we've ever wanted. And yeah. Codemasters have, I think they've, Delivered about seventy-five to eighty percent of it, but they've they've always seemed to be about twenty percent away from the you know, you know the best F one game, the the best they could be. Yeah, there's very little people who say, "Wow, I can't bet, can't bet, can't think of anything better than this." No, you know, but um, we say it: Grand Prix two, Grand Prix three, Grand Prix four at the time. Yeah, for people that played it a lot, that was a general consensus. Yeah, for the for the, for the time when it came out, that's brilliant. I don't think. I don't know how they how they could have bettered it. Yeah. Um, and as for that, Grand Prix Two didn't need have formation laps or wet weather. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, project cars is mid May, and we possibly expect maybe F one to be approximately mid May ish, uh, mid June. Mid June. Yeah. So we've got a month for project cars um, before it's a case of trying to work out. Do you then end up dumping project cars after a month for a better game? Or splitting it halfway, or finding that yeah. I hope it's, I hope F one is just an alternative. If you want, if you want to do the F one part, you play F one. For everything else, you play Project Cars. Yeah, yeah. So worst case scenario, we don't really do much with the Formula A. Yeah. Cars and Project Cars. Uh, having said that, YouTube videos that are out there, that it looks really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, no real, really proper screenshots of gameplay. I don't think in F one really. No. They've almost been mood shots. So. No. We'll see. No doubt, as I mentioned, we'll get the uh, proverbial look at this single lap. Uh, no. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, next, what have we got? Yeah, next next couple of months, it's just going to be drip feeding through what we've, what we've what's out there for uh, Project Cars for a new release date. Um, and then hopefully, certainly by sort of beginning of summer, we're going to be busy. Yeah, watch this space. Anyway... Onwards to Malaysia, and uh, we'll speak to you after the uh, Malaysian Grand Prix. Uh, Have a good one.
Mark Webber has food poisoning and goes beyond the call of duty.